Welcome to Summary Saturdays, the weekly podcast from Summaries.com, the premier business summaries company. You work your job Monday to Friday, but Saturdays you can build your career. And now here's your host, Rob Belbin, editor of Summaries.com. Hey, welcome to SummarySaturdays.com. I'm the founder of Summaries.com and we summarize business books. And uh, we're here today with uh, Dallin Decker, the owner of SoundFridge.com. Dallin, how are you, mate? I'm doing well and uh, greetings from warm and sunny Puerto Rico where the lights may not stay on all the time, but the beaches are always good. How is New Zealand? Very good, very good. I... uh, I have spent a lot of time in Chicago, so uh, Chicago is my second home, but uh, at the moment I'm certainly uh, based in New Zealand and uh, life is good. It's uh, the middle of summer here in New Zealand right at the moment. And so, uh, Dallin, how's Puerto Rico doing after the um, the big recent uh, weather events? Well, um, as many people know, uh, a lot of the Caribbean got clobbered pretty hard this year between hurricanes Irma and uh, Maria. Now, Puerto Rico, where I live, was more impacted by Maria. Uh, you know, the lights went out across the entire islands. Uh, we didn't have lighter power for quite a while. As as things stand right now, about a third of the population still does not have electricity back. Um, but the main emergency, if you will, the humanitarian crisis and things of that nature is over. Uh, stores are opening again. You know, a lot of people have gone back to work. And uh, so, but, you know, things are still quite delicate. Uh, I lose power two or three times a week still. Um, and, uh, uh, but, you know, the situation in Puerto Rico has been kind of tough for a while because the government is in bankruptcy and things like that. So that's actually one of the reasons why I launched my own home-based business because uh, I needed a business that didn't depend so much on the, uh, on, on the economy of Puerto Rico. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I own a, a small business, and it's a world business over the Internet. So in, in some respects, uh, my wife and I are blessed that we are shielded to some, of, to some degree from what's happening in our backyard because our business is transacted uh, to the world. Nice, nice. Now... You're the owner of soundfridge.com, so uh, you do seriously cool voiceovers. <laughs> Thank you. What 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 sort of companies um, work with you, Dale? Well, your company is one of them. Uh, as you mentioned, you've been producing uh, executive summaries of business books for, for decades now. And, uh, and so one thing that we do together is you send me a, a weekly summary usually, uh, about nine pages that you've taken large business books and, and distilled them down. So uh, I'll take that material and produce it in audio form for you. Um, one of my bigger clients more recently was, uh, was a gentleman named Mark Tepper. Uh, he wrote a book called Exceptional Wealth. He's a wealth manager uh, in New York, and he has one of the largest wealth management firms in the United States. And so he wrote a book about how to manage wealth, and then he wanted a, a, an audiobook version of that for audible.com. So I was... Uh, Honored to produce that for him. I have a lot of clients in Asia, uh, countries like China, India, places like that. A lot of English uh, material that they want for English as a second language teaching, for example. So uh, just a whole a whole bunch of different clients. You know, normal everyday people who want their book made into an audiobook, uh, poets who want poetry, children's picture books. Uh, since I founded this business, I've done over three hundred projects professionally. 
And so basically, Man, it's hard that's to. That's pretty impressive. But in what sort of time frame is that? Is that within the last year or two? Uh, well, I launched in December of 2016, uh, but okay. I got really serious about it in June of 2017. That was when I invested in the professional studio for my home. And then in December of 2017, I went full time. Very impressive. Well, the company that, uh, that I established is summaries.com. And so we produce uh, executive summaries of today's business bestsellers. And the basic idea is that uh, we go through a book and uh, we extract all of the main ideas and points out of the book, produce a summary that cuts right to the chase. So you can read a summary and get the gist, the, the, the best ideas out of the book without having to uh, grind your way through an entire book. And so we've been uh, going now for almost 20 years, and we have 925. Wow. Oh, sorry, 926 books that uh, we have now summarized. That is amazing. Well, Rob, you know, we've been talking about what we were going to discuss on these programs or on these podcasts. Going back a couple months ago was when you first uh, approached me about participating in this with you. One of the things that you said right at the beginning, which I really liked, uh, was Monday to Friday, you work your job. And on Saturdays, you work on your career. What's that all about? Yeah, exactly right. And that's, that's what we're doing with uh, Summary Saturdays. You know, it's, it's uh, easy to just get caught up in the, the day-to-day action and uh, then to take your weekends and just relax and uh, sort of uh, stay where you are. Uh, I'd like to suggest that, that Saturdays is a great day to advance your career, to look at getting ahead, to uh, gain new skills, and uh, if you have a, a business, to figure out how to grow your business. And uh, if, you, if you have a career, to, uh, to, to maybe enhance your career. Now, a great way to do that is by reading business books. You know, the authors of business books, by and large, have about 10 to 20 years of experience that they're packing into the book, and they organize their thinking, they they get everything all uh, put together, and I think that, um, you know, making use of these books is a great way to advance your career. And so if you read a business book every Saturday, I think it would be great for you, Dale. I think it would, too. One of the issues that we wanted to discuss was a question. You said, can you get the equivalent of a world-class MBA on your own? What do you think? Do you think it's, it's feasible, mate? As you mentioned, there's a lot of good books out there, and you know I've had the honor of reading, what has it been, 45 of your summaries. I feel like <laughs> I've learned a lot of lessons that I've been able to apply to my own business. And I, and I think it goes back to, my answer would go back to a discussion that we had personally off air one time, where we said that the, you, you need to define what we're talking about when you say getting your own MBA, because obviously there's a difference between the type of study that leads to a license, like if you want to be a doctor or an architect or a lawyer, you can't get out of going to a formal university study program for that. But when it comes to the softer things, and by softer, I don't mean less difficult. I just mean, you know, more informal. You can go to the university and sign up and go study an MBA, or you can learn from the wisdom of people that have done that 
And I've noticed that most of the people that write the books that you summarize, you know, they'll have a business degree from Harvard or from Stanford or from one of those uh, good business schools in Europe. And so you can take advantage of that and you can learn from the best. You don't necessarily have to go get that MBA. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, um, you know, most of these guys that go through an MBA program uh, will tell you that it's, it's what you learn after school that, that really matters. And so what you learn in school, in business school, by getting an MBA, uh, just sort of lays a foundation. But it's, it's what you do after what you learn, the experiences that you have, and all of those sorts of things add to what you're doing and add to the, the value of what you can do. And so I think uh, reading business books is a great way to get a, uh, uh, what I call a, a street smart education. And that means you learn how things really work. You learn uh, what needs to be happening and what's going on in the world. And so with Summary Saturdays, what we're doing is we're saying, look, you probably don't have time to read a business book every week. And uh, that's why uh, we put together business book summaries. If you can read one business book summary each week and then think about the uh, ideas and, and put them into practice in your career or in your business, then uh, this gives you the chance to be moving forward, to be, uh, to be successful and to be learning from the best. What do you think, Dallin? You like the idea? I do. And you know, Rob, uh, as the editor of summaries.com, as you mentioned, you have writ uh, read and distilled over 900 business books. So you've got a lot of wisdom, a lot of accumulated knowledge that you have put together over the years. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing Summary Saturdays. We also want to take your questions. So if you're trying to launch your own side gig, your own side hustle, for example, well, <laughs> uh, Rob, you did a summary on side hustle. Uh, you know, if you're looking to grow your business from a one-person concern to a million-dollar business, you know, Rob, you did a summary on that as well. So we want to take the questions, uh, your questions. If you have a question and you'd like us to, uh, to, to deal with that question, you know, I'm sure, Rob, you'll have an answer from one of the 900 books that you've reviewed that you've uh, sat down and really distilled into a, into a summary. So where could somebody get in touch and say, you know, next week I'd like you to answer this or that question? Right. If you just go to summarysaturdays.com, we're going to uh, have the form where you can answer, uh, you can ask a question there and uh, we will discuss it in a, in a future episode of summarysaturdays.com. Sounds good. Well, it's time to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to address a question from the book, The Million Dollar One Person Business. How can a new business owner break through the noise and the clutter and start getting attention and customers? We'll talk about that and more coming up on Summary Saturdays. Summary Saturdays is brought to you by Summaries.com, the premier business summaries company. Also by SoundFridge.com, a full-service voiceover company for audiobooks, advertisements, video voiceovers, explainer videos, and more. Also by Coca-Cola, proud makers of healthy Dasani water, and by Air New Zealand, the official... Hey, wait a second, Rob. I don't remember seeing the checks from Coca-Cola or Air New Zealand. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> no matter. This means there's room for your ad. Would you like to get promotion for your book, business, or other commercial concern? Contact us today and see how you can provide promotional consideration for this new podcast. Contact us through SummarySaturdays.com. And now, let's get back to our program for today. So let's talk about a question then. Uh, you know, we just produced the summary of uh, a book, a very good book called The Million Dollar One Person Business by Elaine Pulfeld. Now, she's a, a well-known uh, content strategist, journalist, and blogger. And, you know, her articles have been published in The Economist, which I subscribe to, uh, Fortune, Money, Inc., Forbes, and so forth. Uh, and basically, this book is aimed at somebody like you and aimed at somebody like me, Rob. And I imagine that many of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast, uh, what is the biggest takeaway that you had from the million-dollar one-person business? The point that impressed me the most about reading this book is how many people have already gone down this path and have established a, a small business that doesn't have any employees and yet generates an annual turnover of a million dollars or more. Uh, as of the 2015 census, there were more than 38,000 firms in the United States alone not even uh, outside the United States, which have a, a million-dollar turnover, a million dollars in revenue, uh, with no employees other than the owner. And uh, I was stunned to read that. Uh, I thought there was a, a few unicorns that uh, had achieved this, but, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, more feasible than you realize. It's feasible, but how? Um... You know, you, your business has been around for, as you mentioned, over 20 years. Mine is brand new. How does a, a new business owner, somebody that's just getting started, how do they get past that initial, well, I don't know who you are moment? There's a lot of people out there, for example, in my case, there's a lot of people out there offering voiceovers. Now, I have the advantage that I have a lot of experience from my days in radio and the training and the equipment and experience and all the rest of it, but I'm up against an awful lot of other pros. And, you know, you're not the only guy out there offering executive summaries. And, uh, you know, that friend over in Chicago that's selling uh, arts and crafts on Etsy, they're not the only person doing that as well. So let's demonstrate what we're trying to accomplish with this podcast. And so I'm going to ask you right up front, Rob, how do I, as a new business owner, who would love to see SoundFridge grow to a million dollars in sales a year, how do I get that initial legitimacy that I need to bring new clients my way? Okay, the best way to answer that is to uh, delve into some books. So we have been talking about this book by Elaine Pofeld, The Million Dollar One Person Business. And she said that there are five basic steps that you need to follow, Dallin, in order to build your business to the million dollar in revenue. And by the way, when we talk about a million dollars in revenue, we're not talking about a million dollars in profit. You know, <laughs> we're not saying that every dollar you bring in is is profit and you're going to you're going to make a million dollars. We're not saying that. We're, we're saying this is a building a business enterprise that has a million dollar turnover and then your profit is what's left over after your costs are, 
the cost of the goods that you sell and, and so on. So you understand the distinction there, mate? Well, once you talk with your accountant and file your taxes, if you didn't before, you sure will then. <laughs> oh, yeah, taxes. That's true. <laughs> so Elaine Pofeld said that uh, the key to growing your business to seven figures comes always comes down to the five basic steps. Number one, you have to figure out how you're going to fund your business, and that includes funding growth. Number two, you experiment and iterate, and you you try lots of different things rather than uh, just having one thing and uh, hoping that it works out for the best. Number three, you amplify what works. And so you've got to be following all of the experiments that you run. And uh, regardless of your personal preference, you identify what's working and do more of that rather than something that you hope will work. So you, you live in the real world. Number four, you build predictability into your business. So instead of uh, getting up every day and, and thinking, well, I hope someone finds me today, you, you build in predictability, and, and that's largely a function of, uh, of building your online profile and being in the right places where people will find you. And then number five, you put systems in place so that uh, you can keep things going long term. You, you keep driving your growth process rather than uh, just having a spurt where uh, you have a couple of uh, success stories and then you're sitting around thinking, uh, where's my next project going to come from? Yeah, there's another summary that you produced uh, called the one-week marketing plan, which I think is also also valuable uh, because it's not just about having all, the, all of that. It's also about getting out there and letting people know you're there. You know, and we also discussed this uh, previously we we talked about how hard it is uh, for people to make it above the noise because there are a lot of other people out there doing good things. Uh, but today nowadays, there are so many tools that we have that allow just an everyday ordinary person to reach a worldwide market, things that didn't even exist 10, 15, 20 years ago that have now made it so easy. And something that comes to mind immediately uh, is is things like amazon.com. You know, I remember when I was little and I would go to appearances by authors and uh, book signings and things of that nature, and there was such a, a sharp difference between what we might call traditionally published authors who they, you know, they had an agent and the agent pitched their book to a traditional publisher and the traditional publisher would then send that book out for reviews to the New York Times and the Brisbane Times and, you know, and the, uh, the Wall Street Journal and so forth. And your average consumer would only buy the book if it had sort of that, that stamp of approval of the what we might call the publisher complex. But that has completely changed. So you look at things today, and, and today, you know, you can sit in your bedroom, you can write a book, you can put it on Kindle, doesn't cost you anything, sell it on Amazon right next to the other guys, buy ads on Facebook, buy ads on Amazon Web Services, and so forth, get a bunch of people excited about your book, they leave you a review, those reviews are what people are looking for. They don't care anymore whether your book was approved by the New York Times book review. All they want to know is, does this book help me? Is this book fun? Do other people like it? And so it's as though the, the, the vast gap between the two worlds 
has almost been erased. Personally, I think the world is better for it. <laughs> I uh, I do think it's much better that uh, ideas can bubble up and get published rather than uh, having to get the tick of a gatekeeper who would be uh, some, some manager at one of the uh, traditional publishing companies who uh, might read a, a manuscript and for whatever reason uh, uh, knock it back. You know, I think the marketplace can decide now. But and do it's, this... it's much easier for good ideas to come through. Would you say, though, that the idea that I presented, which is specific to authors, which is a topic that's near and dear to my my heart because my wife is, a, is, a, is an author, but do those same types of ideas also apply to, say, somebody selling widgets in Wichita, Kansas or or I don't know, arts and crafts from Maine. I mean, do those same ideas apply? And do you have any tips that might come from that book I mentioned, uh, the one-week marketing plan that could help somebody in that situation? Okay, well, you know, just before I, I talk about the one-week marketing plan, the real key today is to make customers, your customers, the stars of your marketing message. And if you can, if you can make customer success stories come to life and talk about how people are using your product or service to achieve something great, then there are so many tools that are available now to take those success stories and to spread them out that uh, it becomes much easier. And that does lead back to the one-week marketing plan. You know, this is a great book. Um, it was, uh, I was just trying to have a look at when it was published, 2014. And this is a book by uh, Mark Satterfield, who is the founder and CEO of Gentle Rain Marketing. You know, he's the author of eight books, uh, including Unique Sales Studies and Power Prospecting. And so he comes out and he says, look, most small to medium-sized enterprises struggle to develop a working, uh, a workable marketing plan but it really isn't that difficult if you if you have a look at it all it will take is one week to get your marketing set up and then you just keep progressively fine-tuning and boosting the marketing to get it working better and so uh, he said look take one week five working days and you can make it happen and uh, here's what you do day number one choose your niche market and you've got to go after a niche market. You can't uh, sit there and say, I want to sell to everyone. You, you figure out uh, who is your niche market that you want to go after. Number two, create a great free offer that's going to appeal to the people in that niche market to be your lead magnet to generate awareness of what you're trying to do. Number three, you then build a website for your free offer. Today, you don't even need to build a website. You can just put it together on uh, and offer it through your Facebook page or your social media listings, but you, you build somewhere, a website or, or something on your social media to get your free offer out to your niche market. Collect contact details for people and put together your email list and then point number four, you then do some drip marketing. You send out messages to your list 
and get people to know you a little bit more. And number five, you then use those messages to drive traffic to your website or wherever you have your offer online. And so, you know, it's it's really not that hard. And uh, there's the old saying in, in the business world, uh, in the internet world in particular, that the, uh, the best way to make money on the internet is to sell ideas on how to make money on the internet. <laughs> All of those offers are just variations on those five steps. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got a summary of a summary. <laughs> so, uh, but there's a lot of other good meat in that book that perhaps we'll be able to get to uh, in the future. But I think it, it bears repeating here. It, Rob, you, as the editor of summaries.com, you have taken over 900 of these books written by people like we've mentioned. You've distilled them and you found what works. And, uh, and I'm sure you've even applied some of this to your business. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom that you have. And we want to help people through this podcast to tap into some of that wisdom, whether they go ahead and sign up for your executive summaries uh, or not, we want to help them out. So if people have a question, you know, maybe they're just starting a business or maybe they've had a business for a long time, but it's like they've, they've hit a glass ceiling and it's not going any further. This weekly podcast, we're going to be answering those questions directly and uh, tapping into some of these summaries that you are producing and have been producing, and you can uh, send some more information their way. So again, where is is it that people can send you a question? Summarysaturdays.com. If you go there, we're going to have it all set up so that uh, you can ask questions and we'll have a go at uh, being able to provide the answers. So what are we talking about next week? We'll uh, figure out what we're talking about next week based on the questions that come in. All righty. Sounds good. Alan, it's been great to spend a few minutes with you. And, uh, you know, uh, let's go get them this week, mate. All righty. You too. This has been Summary Saturdays with Rob Belbin, editor of Summaries.com. To submit your question for next week, visit SummarySaturdays.com. Summaries.com empowers you to get 100% of the best ideas from an entire business book for 10% of the cost and in less than 5% of the time. Get all the know-how and smarts from 1,000 business books into your mind and career. Read less, do more. www.summaries.com.